0: Welcome to the Flint Citadels podcast of our Sunday morning worship service, a weekly production of the Salvation Army Flint Citadel Corps.
1: bring your eyes to some scripture this morning uh, taken from the book of psalm if you have your sword in front of you there you can pull that right up psalm 68 there's a recurring theme on a given morning meeting as you i'm sure uh, don't have any trouble picking up upon and this really sums it up well psalm 68 in the first 10 verses and then to wrap up 32 through 35 says let god arise let his enemies be scattered and let those who hate him flee before him As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melts before the fire, so let the wicked perish before God. But let the righteous be glad. Let them exult before God. Yes, let them rejoice with gladness. Sing to God. Sing praises to his name. Lift up a song for him who rides through the deserts, whose name is the Lord, and exult before him. A father of the fatherless and a judge for the widows. Is God in his holy habitation, and God makes a home for the lonely? He leads out the prisoners into prosperity. Only the rebellious dwell in a parched land. O God, when you went forth before your people, when you marched through the wilderness, Selah. The earth quaked. The heavens also dropped rain at the presence of God. Sinai itself quaked at the presence of God, the God of Israel. You shed abroad a plentiful rain, O God. You confirmed your inheritance when it was parched. Your creatures settled in it. You provided in your goodness for the poor, O God. Sing to God, O kingdoms of the earth. Sing praises to the Lord, Selah, to him who rides upon the highest heavens, which are from ancient times. Behold, he speaks forth with his voice, a mighty voice. Ascribe strength to God. His majesty is over Israel, and his strength is in the skies. O God, you are awesome from your sanctuary. The God of Israel himself gives strength and power to the people. Blessed be God. Amen. Well, Lord, as we come to you this morning, we want to be part of the sanctuary of believers together, the place where his spirit is dwelling among us. Father God, we seat before you this morning. Uh, Our hearts are open, Lord, and our ears are open. We are hungry and dry and parched, and yet you can quench us with your spirit. Help us to know that you are here, Lord. Touch our hearts. Fire us up, Lord. Get us ready to go out and do the works that you would have us to do and put it in front of us so that we cannot ignore it. We cannot say, oh, I'll take a powder on this one. It's just not my ministry, Lord. But give us a passion and commitment to do all that you place in front of us. Because we know that you're never going to give us something that we can't handle. Now, Father, as we worship together, let us be receptive and sponge-like as your word just flows out through this meeting. That your spirit works in ways that we cannot understand. For it's in your name that we ask these things. Amen. <laughs>
2: When they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them,
1: It is not for you to know the times and (laughs) dates the Father has set by his own authority. But
3: you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and
1: to the ends of the earth.
2: After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes. And a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky?
0: This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you've seen him go into heaven.
2: Then they returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city.
0: When the music fades, when the music fades. All is stripped away And I simply come Longing just to bring Something that's of worth That'll bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song I'll bring you more than a song For a song in itself Is not what you have required You search much deeper within Through the way things appear You're looking into my heart I'm coming back to the heart of worship When it's all about you it's all about you, Jesus I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it When it's all about you It's all about you, Jesus King of endless worth, no one else can express King of endless worth No one could express How much you deserve Though I'm weak and poor And all I have is yours Every single breath I'll bring you more than a song I'll bring you more than a song It's all about you, Jesus. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm you jesus i'm sorry lord for the thing i made it's all about you it's all about you jesus
3: told of a soldier who who attends the Flint Citadel who was once a cadet at training college many years ago. In fact, there's a lot of stories about this soldier, but I only have so much time. So I'm going to see if this story is even true. We'll find out. Anyway, it seems that one day an important uh, dignitary was on campus, a commissioner or somebody important in the Salvation Army circles. And as is often the case, um, this commissioner was invited to address the cadets in the chapel. Well, as the meeting kind of waxed long like it does with commissioners, um, this cadet got kind of comfortable. In fact, uh, he kind of fell asleep. Well, he was kind of known to be a prankster among his fellow cadets, so they saw an opportunity to kind of turn the tables on him. And one of them leaned over and with these words kind of jarred him awake and said, the commissioner just called on you to pray. So dutifully he sprang to his feet and in the middle of the commissioner's address, he began to pray out loud. Now you can check the details of that story out with Dick Larned. I don't know... <laughs> I don't know if I got it right, but that's kind of how it was related. Is that close, Dick? That's close, okay. Because if it's not a true story, it should be. Because it's a great story. Anyway, I'm going to try and make that fit somehow. Um, If you'll open your Bible to Acts chapter 1, that cadet illustrates the fact that it's easy to misunderstand what's going on around you, especially when uh, you're misled, when there's people feeding you bad information. Let's read Acts chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. And as, as we read this, see if you can find a major misunderstanding that the disciples were having. So when they had come together, They were asking him, saying, Lord, is it at this time you are restoring the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It's not for you to know times or epochs, which the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest part of the earth." Did you notice in there the misunderstanding, the incorrect assumption that the disciples had? Well, here's the one I want to focus on this morning. It has to do with the kingdom. In verse 6, the disciples ask, Lord, is it at this time you are restoring the kingdom to Israel? It's interesting to me that even at this point, the disciples failed to understand where Jesus was coming from. Jesus had spoken of a coming kingdom. In Matthew 4:17, it says, From that time Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Later in his ministry, he said to his disciples, Truly I say t- to you, there are some of those who are standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God after it has come with power. So Jesus had definitely talked about a kingdom. He talked about a kingdom on a number of occasions. But was this the same kingdom that the disciples were expecting? Let's do a a little geography lesson here. Israel was a small country, about 120 miles long, about 40 miles wide. Here's Israel, the little blue mark, That's the size of Israel compared to the United States. And here's Israel compared to Lake Michigan. I mean, we're talking a small country. And that is the point. It was a small country. They were constantly dominated by the larger superpowers of the day, nations like Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, and in Jesus' day, dominated by the Roman Empire. But as God's chosen people, the Jews really felt that it was their destiny to rule the whole world, even though they were this teeny tiny small nation. They wanted the return of David's and Solomon's kingdom from Israel's glory days back when when they were a, a powerhouse in that area. And now that Jesus had proved that he was the Messiah through his resurrection, the disciples expected that he would reestablish this earthly kingdom. After three years with Jesus, three years living with Jesus, they still failed to understand and thus they made wrong assumptions. Such misconceptions led the mother of James and John to ask Jesus, command that in your kingdom these two sons of mine may sit, one on your right and one on your left. But Jesus had said, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would be fighting so that I would not be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this realm. What is clear here is that everyone seems to be on a different wavelength from Jesus especially when it comes to this matter of the kingdom. And that can be dangerous because such misunderstandings can lead you to make wrong assumptions. And wrong assumptions can lead you to take the wrong actions, to make the wrong decisions. Naturally, the disciples were influenced by the thinking of their time, just like we're influenced by the world we're uh, living in. The people in that day longed to be free from the Roman oppression. Yet when Jesus talked of a kingdom, he wasn't talking about that. He wasn't talking about Rome or any other human kingdom. To get an idea of what he meant, let's look at how God defined the kingdom in the Lord's Prayer. There Jesus said, you know this, right? Thy kingdom come, say it with me. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In classic Hebrew style in this verse, the second phrase repeats or amplifies the first. In this case, the second phrase is a definition of the first. Therefore, we see that by the kingdom Jesus meant a society on earth where God's will would be as perfectly done as in heaven. In all of human history, this state had never been achieved with perhaps the exception of uh, in the Garden of Eden before sin entered. Perhaps uh, during that time, that kingdom was here on earth. Of course, there was only two people, but hey, for this kind of kingdom on earth again, it would require something miraculous. It would require the Holy Spirit. God's kingdom was not going to be a kingdom based on human political and military or economic power. And speaking of this kingdom, Paul writes in Romans 14, 17, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And that's the key. The kingdom Jesus came to bring was one of righteousness, and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. It was a kingdom where God's will, where doing God's will, would be the norm, not the exception. The disciples, they wanted an earthly kingdom with its power, but Jesus countered them in Acts 1.8, in effect, saying, you want power? I'll show you power. You will receive the power of the Holy Spirit when the Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses. This kingdom is spiritual in nature and its focus is on proclaiming Christ. And notice this. If you want to change the world, you know where you have to start? You have to start by changing yourself first. If you want God's kingdom here on earth, then you first have to experience God's kingdom in your own life, in your own heart. And what's God's kingdom? It's that state in which we obey God's will. How can we do that? Only by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's our only hope. As I said last week, we dedicated the Amazing Grace, Next Generation CD, a wonderful tool for sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. But um, but don't misunderstand the purpose of this project. Our goal isn't to build a megachurch. We aren't focused on simply building our own attendance, trying to get people to come in here, making our own little kingdom. We're not trying to make the Flint Citadel kingdom here on earth. That's not our purpose. That's human thinking. That's what the disciples wanted. And it's really easy to slip into that mindset. What Jesus is all about is pleasing the Father. He is about holiness. And holiness is about living out God's will for your life in simple, humble, daily obedience. The Amazing Grace CD is intended to help people start that journey. It's intended to help them and encourage them on the way. 1st Thessalonians 2nd chapter 12th verse says, "Walk in a manner worthy of the God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory." God is all about his kingdom and glory, and he wants you to experience it as well. It is the Holy Spirit who makes us fit for the kingdom of God. So if we want to see the kingdom of God here on earth, here in Flint, here at the Citadel, if we want to see our core grow because a natural outgrowth of um, getting serious with the Lord is that people are attracted to what God's doing in our lives, then we have to start with personal holiness, with the way each of us conducts and lives our lives. The disciples wanted Jesus to focus his power on reestablishing the earthly Jewish kingdom of Israel. But Jesus told them to focus instead on receiving the Holy Spirit so they could be empowered to be bold witnesses for Christ to people everywhere around the world. Our purpose here is not simply to grow the Flint Citadel but to be Spirit-filled, Spirit led witnesses for Christ, building up the kingdom of God. And that kingdom must first arrive within before we can build without. The qualification for being a member of this kingdom and being an effective witness is to be filled with the Holy Spirit and then to follow his leading. The kingdom of God starts within the heart of the believer. From there, it moves outward. So this morning, can you say that you have experienced the power of the Holy Spirit in your life? Is that true about you? Does God's kingdom reign in your life, in your heart? Is his will being done in your life, even as it's done in heaven? Is, is that a standard that you can measure your life against and say, yes? Let me be more pointed. Have you ever asked God for the blessing of the Holy Spirit? Have you ever sought the infilling of the Holy Spirit? In Ephesians, Paul asks asked a group of believers, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. If you've never asked God, the Holy Spirit, to take control of your life, I want to invite you to do that now, this morning. All you have to do is ask Him. Jesus said, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? So that's my invitation to you this morning. Ask God to give you the Holy Spirit and make that commitment today to submit to the leading and the presence of the Holy Spirit. When he comes in, and if you're a Christian, secret is he's already there, um, but when you ask him to take control of everything, he, he'll do that. He'll start doing that and um, it may be a little troubling to you. But um, just... Listen to his voice and submit to the leading of the Holy Spirit. In doing so, you can experience the power of God as he equips you to be his witness to a world that is lost and deceived. God the Holy Spirit wants to dwell within you. He wants you to be his sanctuary, not this this building. This building's wonderful. It's beautiful. It's not the sanctuary of God you are. And we are corporately. Let's stand together. God bless you. have a word of prayer. If anyone wants to come forward to pray, feel comfortable, have a word of prayer and we'll sing that chorus again. Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning that you have made it possible for us to do the impossible, for us to live lives that would bring honor and glory to you for us to experience the kingdom of God, not in some terms of a a church structure, but in the terms, Lord, of an inner walk with you, a, a presence of your Holy Spirit within us, a complete dedication of our lives to you. Lord, I thank you that you not only make it possible, that is your goal, that is your desire for each and every believer. I thank you, Lord, that you make that abundantly possible simply by asking and then by us obeying. Lord, we know that left to ourselves, we can't obey, that we'll do wrong. So God, I just pray that you would so um, fill us with your Spirit, so make us aware of his presence, so uh, sensitive to his voice, to his leading, that, Lord, we would know what it is you would have us to do. Because, Lord, without you, we're nothing. So, God, make us your sanctuary. And Lord, I pray especially for those who have raised their hands, making a acknowledgement, a desire, a request for your Holy Spirit to fill them and to control them and just to give them the capacity to lead a godly life. Lord, we all need that. Might it be so. Might our commitment be pure in your sight. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Lord, we care.
4: This day, we pray for a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. We realize that only when we are spirit-filled and spirit-led will we be effective witnesses for Christ. Open our hearts and minds to your leading. Cleanse us as you know we need, fill us, and use us for the building of your kingdom. In Jesus' name. We pray, amen.
0: This has been the weekly podcast of the Flint Citadels Morning Worship Experience. We hope you were blessed. Join us again for next week's service. Better yet, join us in person anytime at the Citadel, located in the heart of downtown Flint, at 211 West Gersley Street, where you're always among friends. For more information about the Salvation Army in Flint, and our worship times and weekly activities, visit us online at www.flintcitadel.org or call us at area code 810-232-2199. Thanks for listening.